Welcome to the Ultimate Bowls Podcast, brought to you by Henselite, Choice of Champions, Ryman Healthcare, pioneering a new way to live for a new retirement generation. Sports Centre, Australian-owned, Australian-made apparels and merchandise for sporting clubs, schools, corporates and events. Now here's your host, CEO of the UBC, Mark Casey. Welcome to episode 16 of the Ultimate Bowls podcast. My name is Mark Casey and I'm the CEO of the Ultimate Bowls Championship. I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast with myself being interviewed by the great Chris Green. Chris plays a major part of the broadcast side of the Ultimate Bowls Championship. So it was great to chat to Chris about how the UBC came about, the details of the unique features of the UBC and some of our plans we have moving forward. We continue to work through a number of different scenarios and given the current restrictions in Melbourne, the status of the Ultimate Bowls week in December is still unknown. We would love for our events to be held at the Deer Park Club. However, we need several things to fall into place for that to happen. But rest assured, we are working through a number of different options to ensure our events can be played as soon as possible. In today's podcast, I chat to another star of Australian Bowls, a man that has had an incredible 24 months on the green, Ray Pearce. G'day, Razor. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me, Case. It's good to be here, mate. First of all, mate, the big big question, how you been going? Uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster um, the last uh, probably six months. But um, now these days, uh, all is all is well back at work. Uh, fitness is great. Um, uh, yeah, no, life is very good. Excellent. That's great to hear. And we'll touch on your fitness a little bit later. Um, of course, it's a crazy time we're facing at the moment and our thoughts are with those, particularly in Melbourne. How are things for you, particularly in and around Sydney? Yeah, well, when uh, when there was a, a massive infection rate, um, you know, back earlier in the year, it was quite, it was very scary. Um, obviously something that we've never seen before. Um, but, you know, it's it was kind of, yeah, it was a little bit scary, but it was a blessing in disguise in, in some sense, you know, the New South Wales government and the federal government have done a pretty good job in Sydney to try and keep the uh, the infection rate down. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a different territory that we've been involved in, but um, we're slowly getting there. And you know, I got family and friends down in Melbourne, and they're just getting their second wave now. So, uh, yeah, thoughts and um, you know, hopefully everybody is safe down there, and um, we can get over it pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, you're the bowls manager and obviously one of the star players at the Cabramatta Bowls Club. I know recently you had several months away from the club. Um, how tough was this for you? Yeah, it was really tough. Um, you know, it was the uncertainty of, you know, whether I'd, I'd get my job back at Cabramatta, uh, whether I'd have to take a, a new path uh, in terms of a new profession. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was pretty tough, you know, not, uh, not having that, the same routine and um, you know, I, I enjoy my work at, at Cabramatta and, and, you know, um, getting in there every day, mixing with the, uh, with the staff and the members. And, you know, that was, you know, that was, that was really tough, but, um, you know, the time away, uh, they give us, it was like a reset button, uh, for myself and, you know, it's created some exciting opportunities, uh, that I'm involved in, uh, moving forward. Yeah, excellent, mate. And and just tell our listeners how important it is um, to to have a support of a great club like Cabramatta. I know there's there's many clubs out there, um, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland, supporting our elite players. But you know, without them, that these players would really would struggle, wouldn't 
Well, I mean, I think that's uh, the essence of our, our our game at the moment with our elite players is that um, our clubs actually support um, su- support the players um, financially and work wise um, to do what we do. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's some players, obviously, that you know that have balanced their life. Um, you know, playing for Australia and representing uh, with with a full time role outside of bowls and. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really important. Like, you know, it's, it is really important that you know the clubs do support the elite players to try and do what they do. And you know, Cabramatta is a great club uh, in doing that uh, with the board and and the uh, the CEO there. So we've had a, got a lot of great uh, elite players come through our club and still do. Um, you know, the likes of you know Aaron Wilson and uh, and Cara Murphy. Um, so yeah, it's a great club to be involved with and. Um, you know, very, you know, very grateful for, you know, the support that they give us. Yeah, excellent. It's obviously great to see how supportive these clubs are. It allows, you know, these stars of our sport to chase their dreams. Mate, before we chat about your own bowls career, uh, you've been involved in a few uh, things outside of bowls, particularly on your fitness. Tell our listeners about this. Yeah, well, I'm pretty excited about this case. Um, you know, when COVID hit back in March, um, you know, the, the push-up challenge um, come through, you know, Facebook, and I'm not sure where it started, but, um, you know, the idea was to um, raise awareness or keep awareness out there in terms of uh, mental mental fitness. Um, so me and my best mate, Ben McCall, uh, caught up one night and just had a couple of drinks, what's in the footy, and, you know, I said to him, I think we can do something a lot bigger. And for some reason, you know, we decided to, that we'd do a, a cycle ride uh, from Sydney to the Gold Coast, um, and join and join partners with um, a charity foundation called Gotcha for Life. Uh, and the founder uh, Gus Wall and um, runs that foundation. And yeah, it's all about um, prevention of, of suicide. You know, eight to nine people a day take their own life, and seven of those nine uh, are men, and uh, the two of those are women. So. It's, it's quite sad to, to see those stats um, and it's something that it's very close uh, to, to me and Benny. Uh, yeah, so me and Benny decided to, um, yeah, to do a, a charity ride from Sydney to the Gold Coast. Um, we've also had Jessica Watkins come on board with us, um, who's our events and um, marketing manager. And yeah, Gotcha for Life is you know very much a, a genuine foundation and and we were lucky enough to have a meeting with uh, Gus Wallen a couple of weeks ago and to hear some of the stories that he had and that he's experienced. You know, it was quite sad. and uh, But it gave us an extra boost into, you know, why we're doing this. So, yeah, we're, we're very excited. Uh, you know, when we first said that we we're going to do a cycle ride from Sydney to the Gold Coast, about 900 k's, it was, you know, we kind of blew it off as a joke. But then we thought, well, no, we're, we're going to do this properly. Let's, you know, let's have a go at this and, um, try and get behind a great cause for, you know, just, like I said, eight to nine people take their life um, every single day and we're trying to get those numbers down. So especially with the, the men's side of things, the male side of things, you know, we, we tend to not talk about our feelings too much uh, and squash those feelings. But we want to we want to make it, a, uh, you know, quite normal that, you know, when we ask someone, you know, if they're okay, you know, that we actually – genuine in that question because you know we hear every day you know how you going mate uh, and our return is usually yeah good and that's it but we try and want to try and make it a normality that um you know that the conversation is a bit deeper and 
uh, it's okay to talk about you know when things are not going so good. You know, it's easy to talk about things when they're going great, uh, but not so not so easy when uh, things are going uh, downhill a little bit. So, so yeah, we're quite excited about that case. Um, yeah, so Gotcha for Life is the uh, is the charity that that we're writing for. Excellent, mate. I can uh, I can hear the passion in your voice, and well, obviously we we certainly wish yourself and and Benny all the best on the journey. Uh, I've been following your your progress over the last. Uh, a couple of months as well, and you're doing an amazing job. So well done, mate. Thank you, mate. Just on that, it, you're obviously training towards uh, the short ride between Sydney and the Gold Coast, as you say. 900 yeah. k's is, is incredible. Um, tell it, tell our listeners a little bit about your training. So I wish it was just as easy as just you know getting on a bike and um, and just going for it. But uh, there's a there's a fair few inclines, um, especially getting out of Sydney up to Newcastle. Um, so we've had to upgrade our, uh, our, our, our mountain bike. So I've gone from, you know, virtually riding a buggy to a Ferrari. Um, uh, so we went for a, a power test uh, last week just to uh, get a, a program designed about uh, working your strength in your legs and some breathing exercises. Um, and I'll, I'll run with that program two days a week at VeloFix um, out in Roselle. So yeah, that's going to help with the the the, the hills and stuff but basically to get to our goal we just need to clock up as many kilometers as we can each week uh consistently we are riding 60 k's each so we're doing 120 k's a day um we're riding 60 k's each uh i'll ride the first leg and then benny will uh take the second leg yeah so i'm just trying to just trying to get on the bike as much as possible you know hit 50 k's i'm hitting 50 k's pretty consistently at the moment um, I've got to try and get that up to about 70Ks uh, a day. Uh, yeah, so just getting on the bike four days a week, getting to the gym uh, two days a week, try and pump those legs, and then get into um, uh, Velo Fix store uh, and just keep uh, keep updating the program so I can uh, so we can make it. <laughs> yeah, excellent, mate. You're obviously taking it very seriously. And, uh, again, we wish you all the best. Is there a way that people can track your journey? And, and also, importantly, can, can people donate towards this cause? Yeah, they definitely can, Case. Um, there's a Facebook page called Gotcha for Life 2021. Uh, well, the handle is uh, G4 uh, Sydney to GC. The donation lines will open up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we've already had some some cash donations already from you know people that we know, which is which has been a great start already. So yeah, the the donation lines will open up in a couple of weeks. But we're also looking for sponsors um, to help us out with just some of the expenses that we'll incur uh, for the trip. Uh, so if anyone out there is interested in uh, helping us out a little bit, uh, just go to our Facebook page, Got Gotcha for Life 2021, and uh, just send us a message. Uh, through the Facebook page, and, and we'll get back to you uh, as soon as possible. Excellent, mate. Uh, again, all the best. And importantly, if anyone is out there struggling, you know, please stand up and, and talk to people. Uh, I think most of us, I think it's fair to say, most of us have gone through some mental health challenges over over the years. So it's just such an important message to get out there, isn't it, Ray? Well, it is, definitely. And and like through, even through the COVID, uh, when we were talking to Gus Wallen a couple of weeks ago, um, he was saying that the suicide rate was uh, up 50% just through the COVID period. So, uh, you know, there's people struggling uh, with their mental fitness uh, in general. Uh, but even through this COVID period, you know, you know, we don't want that rate you know, to jump 50%. We want it to come down. So, uh, so it is very important if you're if you're not uh, travelling so well, 
speak up, you know, whether it's your friends or family um, or, you know, talk to the professionals. Excellent, mate. Well done. Now on to your bowls career. Uh, obviously, you're having a fantastic career so far. Tell us how you started out. Yeah, we started um, back in 1998. Um, I got home uh, from school one day and mum said, uh, you know, come down for a game of uh, Twilight Bowls down at uh, Alexandra Erskine Bowls Club. Um, so me and my brother went down and had a couple of hit-outs yeah, and I, I took it took it up from there, mate. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, mum... Mum taught me a lot when I first started. Yeah, and then I got a job at uh, uh, Alexander Erskine Bowls Club as an apprentice uh, greenkeeper. And, and my boss at the time, Wayne Jackson, uh, was my mentor back then. And, uh, yeah, so Alexander Erskine was, uh, was the club that gave me the start, mate. Yeah, excellent. And you've obviously had a sensational career, particularly for New South Wales so far. How many games have you played for the state? And also, can you share some special moments you've enjoyed in the New South Wales side? Well, there's, there's there's plenty of them. Um, I played uh, played 120 odd games for for New South Wales. Um, I remember making my debut uh, leading up for Aaron Sheriff uh, down in um, Wodonga, I think it was. And I remember just crumbling. I remember just you know, oh my God, I'm leading up for Aaron Sheriff. You know, I was I was shaking just about every bowl. Yeah, so that was that was a great experience to see. Um, you know, a star like Aaron um, and giving me an opportunity to lead up for him was great. Look, all, you know, special moments, there's, you know, there's quite a few. There's, you know, all our, obviously all our Ali Field wins, one in particular at uh, Bendigo, uh, yeah, Bendigo, I think it was. Um, that was our first, well, my first Ali Shield win. And some of them, I mean, some of the greats, I mean, you know, some of the greats already that have played for New South Wales, but, you know, likes like uh, Aaron Sheriff. I think you even play for New South Wales case. Yeah, no, I think I was, I was a part of that Bendigo one, I think, mate, for you that were. one year I played. You sure were. So, yeah, all the listeners out there, Mark Case did put the, uh, the blue shirt on. The, the best rink that I've ever seen for New South Wales while I was playing was I think Aaron Sheriff, Wayne Turley, uh, the best the best teammate, best uh, just best bloke was Terry Antrim, who played second in that team, and yeah. uh, Matty Bouse led up for Omar, and that was the best rink that I've ever seen. But, I mean, Shane Garvey, Shane Globitz, Matty Peterson, you know, and even the blokes today, like Aaron Tees, Aaron Wilson, Corey Wedlock, Ben Twist, Dave Ferguson, and the list can go on forever. But um, probably more, the most probably proudest thing I've been involved with the New South Wales state team was the way we've gone about doing stuff uh, off the green for our culture. Um, Gary Willis has, has done an amazing job, you know, with the board of directors and the CEO of both New South Wales in you know, making sure that our culture is right uh, for New South Wales, and it's it's absolutely been uh, a joy to, to be a part of. Yeah, excellent, mate. I do recall uh, Kenny Oliver as well. That the, the night oh, yeah. before it all started, uh, I, the boys used to get together and have a have a big meal and uh, just tell a few stories. And I guess it's something that not other the other states just don't do, and it just sort of sets you apart from the rest. I think. Well, I think, look, I, I, don't, I don't know the culture in the other states, but I, I dare say that New South Wales has always led in that department, you know, and which, you know, it's something to be proud of. And but I think that's the way the game's going, you know, in general now. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's been, it's been an absolute, uh, a, been a brilliant ride. And in the green and gold, mate, your cap number 141, you've already amassed over 120 games for Australia and I'm sure there's many more to come. Recently, you've made a big decision. Uh, can you share some information about this? Yeah, sure, mate. Um, 
I've I've decided to to make myself unavailable for uh, the next couple of years um, until after Birmingham. Um, I I made some bad choices over the last uh, six months, which has affected um, you know my, my closest friends and the the closest to me, uh, which is including you know the the Australian squad. And um, I thought it was just the you know the the best idea to to drop out of the, the Australian squad. And the other reason was to, to get my head straight. You know, it's been a bit of a rough ride uh, the last six months and I thought just the best decision was to, to drop out of the, the Aussie squad and, you know, have those guys fully concentrate on their preparation for World Bowls and and Birmingham. Um, and I just wanted to take myself out of that situation uh, to give those guys, you know, the best chance of, of success, um, and I'm sure they will, you know, with the names that they've already got there. And uh, you can nearly guarantee there'll be a couple of new names come in uh, to the Australian squads over the next couple of years, and uh, I can guarantee that uh, Australia will be number one for the men and the women after Birmingham. So, um, yeah, so I just just give myself a bit of a break, mate. Um, hit the reset button again. Um, I haven't retired because I'm I'm still I'm still very keen. I'm still very motivated to you know to represent um australia because of um I, lo- I love putting on the green and gold so yeah hopefully um i can earn a bit bit of respect back and uh, earn that trust back uh, after birmingham and uh, work hard and try and get myself back in the squad well done mate thanks for sharing that and of course these decisions don't come easy and it sounds like you're doing all the right things to to get back on track and you know, 2022 Commonwealth Games are not far away, so I'm sure you'll be back in the Australian colours uh, before too long. Mate, on to the UBC. Uh, you've enjoyed the first season with the Cabramatta Bull Ants. Uh, this year you'll be part of the Geelong Clippers, one of our new teams uh, into the UBC. You must be looking forward to this. Yeah, well, um, you know, I was, I was thrilled when, you know, Bushy and the Geelong guys uh, approached me uh, to be a part of the team and, I was unfortunate to miss the draft night uh, earlier in the season to meet uh, some of the crew and, and Jess Eva. Um, but, um, you know, we, we end up picking our, our top pick in uh, Harley McDonald. Uh, but both Harley and Nathan are, are, you know, great people and great players at the same time. So, um, you know, we, we were looking to get together a couple of times before the UBC uh, in December. Um, we'll just have to see how things uh, pan out in the next uh, few weeks. But, yeah, no, it's, it's great to be involved with you know, with great people. Yeah, definitely, mate. And I think you're probably a, a team that's going to fly under the radar a little bit, to be honest. But, you know, obviously, the Rorilla Gorillas have uh, got three superstars, but Bushy is one of my best mates. And, and Harley, both super draw players, and and that's your probably A game as well. So three really good draw players, and that will suit this scoring system of the, of the UBC. Yeah, well, I think we're quite flexible. Uh, the three players are quite flexible in, in what position that we can play. You know, I I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but, you know, I finally got the set of bowls uh, with the Taylor Aces now. I mean, the wider set seems to suit the three venues around Deer Park. So I think we're all going down that line uh, this year, but, you know, it's it's quite a versatile team and um, really looking forward to it, mate, yeah. Yeah, excellent, mate. And, and as you say, one of my good mates, Jesse Eva, is the part, uh, part owner of the Clippers team, and she's super excited. Uh, she's on Triple M every morning, and occasionally she, she, she drops in the Clippers team. So the pressure will be on, mate. Well, the pressure's always on, but, uh, you know, Jess is, you know, I haven't met Jess yet, but uh, what I've seen and what I've heard 
um, you know, she's she's quite a, a great character, and um, you know, we'll be doing our best to uh, to uh, get the cookies. Mate, I know you love the UBC, so thanks personally for for the support you show us, and I appreciate you coming on the show, and I look forward to catching up soon, mate. Thanks, Case, and I uh, wish uh, wish everybody uh, well and uh, keep safe. Excellent. So that was Ray Pierce. Now we move on to our sixty seconds segment with Ray Pierce. Best memory in bowls. Uh, definitely the th- uh, number one pennant win. Uh, I waited 20 years to uh, to win a state pennant, and uh, we were lucky enough uh, to win the last three. Which, so that's, uh, yeah, definitely a highlight. The best player in the world. Can't go past Alex Marshall, mate. He's, um, his record speaks for itself. Most annoying teammate. Jay Porter, definitely, my CEO at uh, Matter Bowls Club. He's a silent assassin as a teammate, um, and I always wish that we could get a little bit more out of him. Funniest teammate. Definitely my best mate, uh, Ben McCall. His his laugh is um, contagious and um, always have a good time with Benny. The player who talks about bowls all the time? Uh, Definitely Carl Healy. Uh, um, He's very passionate about uh, about the game and he's always looking to improve and he's definitely one of the superstars of the game. Favourite sports team? Uh, Definitely the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Boom, boom. Go the Bunnies. Favourite sports person? Uh, Roger Federer. I just love the way he goes about his business, and he was a bit of a brat when he first started, but to see the class act that he is today is, uh, is great. Other than the Geelong Clippers, which team will win the ultimate team for 2020? I would love to see a wildcard team do that, mate. Advice that you've been given that has helped your game? Um, not to uh, waste any energy on something you can't change. I think that's just a life motto for myself, but you know, if a result don't go your way, or if anything doesn't go your way, you can't change it, so just uh, get on with it. And there we have it, one of the greats of Australian bowls, Ray Pearce. I'm a huge fan of Ray Pearce. I've been lucky enough to play a few games for Australia with Ray, and I can say there's no one more passionate for the green and gold than Ray. He truly wears his heart on his sleeve and is the ultimate teammate. He is definitely someone that you'd love to go into battle with, that's for sure. As we've heard, he's made a huge decision about stepping away from representative bowls for the next year or two, but I'm sure it won't be too long before the champ is back dominating on the Australian scene once again. What Ray is currently doing for Gotcha For Life charity sums sums him up perfectly. He'll do anything to help others, and we certainly encourage people to follow his progress with this outstanding charity. Thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate Bowls podcast once again. I hope you enjoyed our interview with the Geelong Clippers star, Ray Pearce. I look forward to you tuning in to the Ultimate Bowls podcast again next week. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Bowls podcast. Brought to you by Henselite, Choice of Champions, Ryman Healthcare, pioneering a new way to live for a new retirement generation. Sports Centre, Australian-owned, Australian-made apparels and merchandise for sporting clubs, schools, corporates and events. If you'd like to be involved in the UBC, it's easier than you think. Click on ultimatebowlschampionship.com.au for more details.